We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I'm jumping out of my seat right now because I have another coach on this call with me, Alicia Turner. Welcome to the show, my friend. This is so exciting. It is exciting. It's a long time coming. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> a long time coming. I mean, okay. This is very special on so many layers and I'm going to break it down first and then I'll allow you to give your introduction. And the fact that you just created a new podcast as well and to have you on my podcast mm. is incredible from like when I first met you. So Alicia and I know each other because we actually did our life coaching certification together. And there's probably 20 of us virtually all learning the same things. And uh, a part of the program is peer coaching where you coach each other, you give each other feedback and we instantly connected. Like, you know, you give your little intro, who you are, what you're about. And Alicia reached out to me and you were like, hi, like, I like your vibe. I feel like we're on the same page. And we just connected and we had all of our peer calls together. So we had a reoccurring call every single week where we would switch off coaching and give feedback. And what's really cool is when I did my life coaching certification, I already had coaching under my belt and I was already learning different modalities of coaching. And Alicia was brand new to the world of coaching. And I learned so much through her because I had to unlearn a lot of shit in order to like step into this new role as a certified life coach through the life coach school and watching Alicia learn and, and apply helped me so much because I kind of had a skewed mindset around coaching become what I learned before joining the life coach school. So it was like such an awesome opportunity for us to work together, um, and our peer coaching. And I get to watch you like take all these concepts, learn, grow from it and thrive. Like I was always so impressed with, um, your coaching and what's really powerful and just mind blowing was on one of, so rewind to December of 2020, I had just had a miscarriage. Our calls for the group was on Thursdays. I had, I miscarried that morning and I get home from the hospital and I'm laying on the couch, just like trying to process what the fuck had just happened. And I'm just laying on the couch. I canceled everything. I canceled all my clients, canceled anything that I had going on, but that was still on my calendar. And I remember sitting there being like, that I need to get on this call. And Brian was like, no, you don't like, you absolutely don't have to do anything right now. And I was like, no, I need to get on this call. Even if I just sit and observe, like, I think it would be helpful. And I get on the call and, um, it, people have to volunteer to either be coached or be the coach. And when you are the coach, you get feedback on your coaching, which is just like so terrifying in and of itself. And, no one is volunteering. And Alicia and I both are guilty of like, we'll, we always volunteer as tribute. We're like, throw us in the fire. Let's go. And on this particular call, no one was volunteering to be coached. And I knew that that was the universe's way of saying like, get in there. 
So I raised my hand and I was like, hi, everyone. Are you ready for the human experience? Because I had a miscarriage this morning and on the call, there's a lot of moms. Um, our, our, um, our mentor is a mama. Like it was just like a very real high, but also as coaches, our job is not to get into the pool with our clients. So I raised my hand to get coached, had a miscarriage. Alicia raises her can- mm-hmm. hand to be the coach. And it was just such a powerful, like I had never felt more supported and seen. And I, I processed my emotions and I, it was just, it was transformative for me to be so vulnerable in that moment. And it's really helped me on so many levels as a coach and just a human. And then fast forward to today, um, Alicia's wedding date is the same date as Ellie's birthday. And Alicia was my coach in the mind over matter method program when I was on maternity leave. And she's still the coach. She does the ask a coach. She is behind the scenes answering people's coaching requests. Anyway, we're trying to keep this short, but I can't because this introduction is just so incredible. So hi, I'm just so glad that I get the chance to to interview you and have you on the show. And it's just a very special relationship that we have. It is special. And I'm so glad you included all of those details because I think they are so important. We, we do have this weird like soul universe relationship and I am all about it. And while you were recounting that experience, like, whoa, just how those emotions came back to me from that day of like getting to hold space and having that chance to like, it it was like an honor and, and such a rapid growth experience, I think for both of us for being willing to do something that's so scary in the moment. Like I, you know, it's just a testament to the power of this work and, and yeah, that, experience was priceless to me. It's just, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. It's mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling the emotion. So the words are kind of hard to grasp right now. So forgive me, but <laughs> thank you for sharing those details. And I love you. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like that is hard. It, it, it like the feeling it's hard to like pinpoint. Um, Cause it is like, I think like you nailed it. It's that like soul connection. But I, what I found that was so transformative was like, one of the fears going into becoming a coach and I'm only speaking for myself is being able to coach on all of the human experiences. Mm -hmm. Like our coach, Brooke, I'm always so amazed that someone can come to her with something that seems really scary to coach on. And she just does it effortlessly. And that's something that I know that we aspire to do, but to be in that space where I'm like, hi, this is something very real that happens to so many women. Like chances are like you might end up coaching someone on this again. And it like that experience for both of us was just transformative. And I really experienced that power of processing emotions in a community, in a group setting. So there's just pure magic that happened. And then just like how our relationship evolved, but I'm just so excited to, to have you here. And we get to jam out on our favorite topic, which is coaching. (laughs) Like I realized I've had this podcast for, I don't know, almost three years. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, and I've never really talked about coaching before. So to have you on the show where we get to like, talk about like really what the hell coaching is and like why we're both so obsessed with it and what it's not is just so exciting. So why don't you give a little, you know, bio, like who you are, what are you doing in this world? And then let's jam out. Yeah. Shout out to the life coach school. That is the certification you are mentioning that we both, uh, we are in the same class CCP. What's up. Um, Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, they give you, it's the best investment we've ever made. Um, mm-hmm. And it it is since I was a brand new coach going into that, I'm in my first year of business still. So I am a one-on-one general life coach. I like to think of myself as a holistic confidence coach because confidence is my goal for my clients. I want them to have that as their baseline. Coming from a person, my own experience, I grew up very insecure, very anxious, very confused, and I figured out how to operate from this confidence that I want for everyone. And the holistic aspect is just our causal coaching. This is our certification. We find the root cause. We're not treating symptoms. We're not putting band-aids on how we behave or how we feel. We're actually getting to the root of it and, and going from there, like pulling it out, planting a new seed and growing that shit. So that is coaching to me. And so I have my practice right now. It is in, you know, it's infancy still. I'm having so much fun growing it, learning, going through the just horror and beauty of starting a business and being an entrepreneur. Um, And I did start a podcast, Eureka with Alicia. So shouts to myself for that. Shouts to yourself for that. (laughs) So love it. So earlier today, you shared a post about like what our role as a coach is. And I would just love that to be the tip off point for this conversation, because I mean, it feels like everybody's a coach these days. Like I just, you go on Instagram, someone is a new kind of coach, which is, you know, it's awesome that this industry is expanding so much, but that also means that you have to be really aware of who you are bringing on board as like your team member. Cause like, that's what coaching is. Like you're like bringing someone into your world to like be on your team and support you in a way that you're not receiving otherwise. So let's talk about your post that you shared today about like what it is that coaches actually do. Yes. Yeah. It is a relationship. Like you're looking for someone with integrity, with accountability and who can kind of walk the talk of what they're promising. And so this morning I was fired up, right? I got up early. I'm doing my self-coaching, journaling, all my things, gratitude, all the things that make me operate like on purpose. Um, And so this is what we teach as coaches. We plan ahead. We plan our lives ahead of time. We're not reacting in our primitive nature to life. We are consciously deciding like who we want to be, how we want to show up, how we want to feel and think. And so I did that really well today, mind you. Mm -hmm. I was fired up. I'm like, I'm going to go make a post on the Instagrams. And it just had me thinking about uh, a few of my current clients, what's happening in the world right now. And I'm in this process of, of attracting new clients. And I'm like, well, what do I want to say to them? What do I want to say to the world right now? Um, and as women, right, I serve women right now. I don't have any male clients. We are socialized to like limit the shit out of ourselves, right? We're, we're socialized to be happy at just this complacent and mediocre level. And going into my post today, I was like, yes, like, yeah, I help them feel better. Like, yeah, I help you relieve anxiety. I help you relieve overwhelm. I'll help you get some clarity if that's what you want. But that's not what I want to do. Like, that's easy. That is step one of the process is just feeling better and learning how to manage your mind. We can get that done in three months. What I want to do, what I want to help clients with is, is to set themselves up to create a life that 
blows through all these limits that society tells us women should have, right? We're here to serve other people. We're here to serve our family. We're here to not ask for too much. We're here to be this person who gives and gives and gives. And then we're just praised for being this like you know, servant, right? Selfless. That was a pretty, a nicer word than servant, but like when you break it down, like that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going through. Um, (laughs) and so what I was thinking about was so many people are too afraid to do that. Right. And I, and this is coming from experience, right. I was like barely okay with asking for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, if I could just have a relationship with someone who actually respects me, that would be nice. And then it's like, no, I want to be a badass. I want to be a successful entrepreneur. I want to have both and not just like, oh, maybe I could have this. Maybe I can create this and settle for just feeling better. So I was very fired up. And like my job is to to get you to do the scary thing, to get you to move toward what terrifies you. As long as it's serving your soul's evolution and, you know, you actually want it and it's authentic and true for you and you're not forcing yourself to prove your worth, like that is our work. And that is what this relationship builds. And I know it because our coaches, our teachers, wow, they show they showed us how to do just that. And I think that's why we are leading the way and helping turn around and grab hands to bring with us. Mm. I love everything that you just said. And I think that that is such like why we're so drawn to this work is because we've had others like show us, they have shown us what is possible. And then we start like following that and seeing it in our own life manifest. And we're like, shoot, if I can do this in my life, how can I help others? Because if we have more people doing what does light their soul on fire that does align with their soul evolution, you know, the world will be a different place, like one person at a time. You know, there's something that you said about like, you know, the role of coaches and there is the foundational piece, because if you don't feel safe, you don't feel safe in your body. It's really hard to do those big, scary things. Mm -hmm. So that's why we just don't jump into that because there are things that I believe are necessary before you get to that place. So I want to talk about like the role of coach and that relationship of like hiring a coach does not mean that you're going to feel better. In fact, I might argue that hiring a coach means that you're going to feel shitty at times. And I'm saying this is like hearts, like with love, because you're going to feel that's the thing is like, before you hire a coach, chances are you're not allowing yourself to feel negative emotions. I know that was the case for me. I was like, like mind blown when I really started to understand this. So let's talk about that. Like what really is the role of a coach? Because I think, you know, with rainbows and butterflies and like, I'm here to help you feel better. People are like, I'm expecting to feel great right away. And that's not usually the case. I know I've clients been like, I feel terrible right now. I'm like, Oh my God, you're doing it right. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, this is so brilliant to slow down and explain this because I think because we're so immersed in these communities, like even you saying this to me right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, we have to explain that like peace. And it's perfect timing because I just signed up for six months with a new one on one coach and just the paying and the transaction, like the signing the dotted line brought up. Oh, my God, I just like cried the whole day. And it was like the process had already begun. 
And so this is something I say to my clients. Um, there's this thing where people are like, oh, it gets worse before it gets better. And I like to explain that as it's not actually getting worse. You are just becoming more aware of what you have been avoiding mm-hmm. and kind of ignoring and, and pushing aside because you don't want to deal with it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not getting worse. You're just finally aware and bringing up that emotion. You're mm-hmm. facing it. Mm-hmm. And so coaching is working when it feels terrible. This is something mm-hmm. Brooke Castillo always says to us, and it, it gives me life because how often I feel terrible is just astounding, but I'm willing to do it. So when, when it feels awful, it's working. And, and I want you to know that that part of it is temporary, right? That willingness to feel awful, that being unafraid to feel all that stuff that's been stuffed down and avoided and cast aside, it's going to lead you to, uh, you know, it's like the pulling back of the rubber band. You're pulling back into that awful feeling. And then you're going to fling forward into newer, bigger, positive emotions that are the equal and opposite of that, that you will be so thrilled that you're experiencing because you're willing to have that negative experience, right? Mm -hmm. I like to look at it as like our job is to help people have the full experience, not Mm -hmm. the happy experience, not the positive experience, but the full human experience. And we make that a practice, right? We're, we're not afraid of it anymore. And so a part of that is our teaching. And, and then of course the coaching where we just like, mm-hmm. we drill it in. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. So let's talk about that. Like our job as a coach is not to like help, like to be like, everything's going to be okay. And like mm-hmm. insert all of the like positive thoughts, you know, like it's, it's more than just like positive thinking. So to help people fully experience the human experience, like the wide, um, I like, you know, it's like the poo-poo platter of emotions that we experience on a day-to-day. What does that look like? Yeah. To help people have the full human experience, they have to know and how to manage their thoughts, right? Thought management, when it becomes compulsive, when it becomes out of control, when it becomes reactive and you feel like you're not even controlling your thoughts anymore. That is when coaching is more needed than ever because coaching helps you slow down one thought at a time, right? We're not in a rush to change your whole thought paradigm in one day. Mm -hmm. We take one thought at a time and we question it and we reveal to you, right? We don't tell you, we don't force you to believe it. We just reveal and show a client like, Hey, This is the logic your brain has given you. This is the lie that you're like operating off of. That's creating all of this confusion and anxiety that is optional, right? We show people that thoughts are a decision. And when you aren't making those decisions carefully, your brain is making them for you. And your brain operates from your past. It it operates from your trauma, like literally ancestral trauma that you don't even have a say in having. Mm -hmm. And so that's not a problem that our brain does that. It's just totally neutral. But it becomes a problem when you have aspirations and things you want to feel and and you want to be able to navigate negative emotion and your brain is just completely out of control. So we just, we pull it all in. We help you manage it together so it's not as scary it feels so much more doable. And we show you how to unravel a, thro- a thought. I think of it as like pulling a thread and unraveling a whole mm-hmm. tapestry of 
a thought of lies, right? Our brain just lies to us all day long and we believe it is true. Mm -hmm. And so it helps us get back to reality where reality is always kind, always neutral, always up for new interpretation. And, and you and I love the word miracle. A miracle is a shift in perception and coaches are miracle workers. That's what we do, baby. (laughs) That is what we do. I think, you know, the end of a session when someone does change how they see themselves or they see the world is like the, the ultimate gift because that will directly impact how they show up for themselves and the other people in their life, the barista while they're driving, like it just creates Mm -hmm. such a positive ripple effect. And I think that's why, I mean, I know that's why I'm so passionate about it. And I, you know, the things that we love to jam out on is that like that space, because it like, it goes so much beyond just a coaching session. I always tell my clients, I'm like, the real work actually happens after this call. Like during this space that I've created for you, it's the unraveling, the understanding, the non-judgment, the not attaching, but then it's their responsibility to go out into the world and do that. And I think that's kind of where it gets missed. It's like you, people have coaching calls and they like feel great. And then they go into the world and then they're like, oh, I don't know what happened. And then they feel like it's not, it's not working. And it's, yeah. I think, you know, so important to recognize that it's like, takes that conscious awareness every single day. But I find that like, once you reveal the contents of someone's mind, you can't unsee it. Yeah. That growth has already begun. That process yeah. has initiated. Yeah. And I look at it because I get clients that are like, whoa, this information is overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I'm like, totally. Yeah, sure. That's fine. But would you look at like a new language you're trying to learn and, and choose to be overwhelmed by that language because you don't know it immediately after one mm-hmm. day of, of learning the basics, right? No, it takes forever to learn a new language. It takes time, practice, consistency, and ultimately immersion in that new Mm -hmm. language. And this is a brand new language. And it's not only a new language, it's literally in opposition to how the, how most of the world operates, right? Mm -hmm. We're surrounded by people who think other people cause our emotions. All of our thoughts are true and our circumstances make us feel good or bad. And, and we're like, in opposition to how society functions right now. So I really do my best and maybe I'll even try to do even more, uh, even be better at this, but share with clients like, Hey, this is going to take time. You're not supposed to be amazing at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagine you're learning French for the first time. Would you expect to know French fluently after one week? And if you do expect that, why? Like Mm -hmm. what kind of pressure are you putting on yourself? Why are you in such a rush? Right. You just get into more coaching. You Mm -hmm. ask the good questions and you reveal more to their mind because Mm -hmm. that's step one is awareness. Yeah, that is step one. And it's, we can't, you can't go past, you can't move past go unless you allow yourself to explore. So tell me about like what you see the role of a coach, like in that space of awareness, like how does a coach help a client? Cause if the clients, if someone's listening and they're like, Oh, all I have to do is awareness. Great. I can just be aware of my thoughts all day long. That's fine. I can do that on my own. I got this. I don't need to ask for help. Um, what is the role of a coach in that step of awareness? Yeah. It really is a process of, of questioning and curiosity and 
And it's hard to come from that place. Like you and I are coaches. And so when you're saying like, Oh, we can just be aware, like we we've got these skills. I can't emphasize enough how much we don't got this skill when it comes to our own awareness (laughs) because our blind spots, our brains want to hang on and they Mm -hmm. have good reason, right? They Mm want to keep us safe. They're afraid of change. They Mm -hmm. hang on to our stories and keep us from our own awareness. So Mm -hmm. really the role of the coach in awareness is everything. That is our entire role because we have to know how to not only connect first, right? There has to be that connection where a person feels trusting enough, open enough to to let that coach prod and and poke at at parts that our brain is trying to shut down. That mm-hmm. connection, that trust has to be present. Um, the belief in the coach and the belief in in themselves that like, hey, I know I'm wanting a breakthrough here. I know I'm wanting to turn this around somehow. And so both parties have to be willing, like we, we're going to find this and we have to get into that energy of curiosity. And it, it, it doesn't feel good all the time because sometimes it's as easy as one question and my, my whole mind is like blown. And I'm like, there it is. There's mm-hmm. my answer I've been looking for. But it does have to predicate on like trust, connection, um, belief that you'll, you'll get there and, and just trusting that process. Mm-hmm. questioning, right? Yeah. Well, I think too, what I found, I think was one of the biggest aha moments with coaching was realizing how many shitty questions I was asking myself daily. Ooh. Like so true. The, the, we are constantly asking questions. I mean, if we think about all of the issues in the world, all the unsolved issues is because we're like not asking the right questions, right? We like, and we find that within ourselves. So there would be times, I mean, I hear myself sometimes be like, what's wrong with you? And that's not even my voice. Like when I hear that question, I'm like, that is not mine. I think like that could have been, I mean, I know it's passed down. Cause like I could hear my mom's voice, but like, I have a feeling that that was passed down to her. And that, and so we have this like lineage of asking ourselves these disempowering questions. And when we ask ourselves a question, what's the natural thing we do, we try to answer it. <laughs> So we have a disempowering question that leads to disempowering thoughts. And I think that was one of my biggest aha moments when it came to coaching was like, wow, I've just been asking myself all the wrong questions. Yeah. And oh, we do it so often all the time. And I catch myself still, I'll like, I'll be like, Oh, like I'll catch myself be like, Oh girl, like how can I ask myself an empowering question? And I think that's really what the role of a coach is, is helping someone realize how the questions that they're asking are leading them down this path that makes them feel powerless and stuck. So it's hard to jump off and like create incredible results or set these big, scary goals when you're asking yourself those questions. So that place of like curiosity, like I never realized how important that was until I started doing this work. So tell me, you know, with you, you get the foundation and you really learn how to manage your, your, your mind and process and be open to feeling the difficult emotions. Why is it important to help clients set big, scary, impossible goals? Oh, such a good question. And my brain wants to just be like, just because, right? Just like we should, we all should, (laughs) we all should just evolve and scare ourselves and do big things. But I think it really is because our purpose here isn't to like plateau, settle and tap out of life. 
if we look at the natural world, that growth process never ends, right? It's a cycle and it runs itself over and over and over again until death. And so if we are alive, we want to be evolving, not pushing ourselves to prove our worth, not beating ourselves up because we're not good enough yet. No, like I said, that's all step one stuff, figuring out you're worthy now. You can find peace now. Everything is available to you now that you want to feel. And from that self-sufficient, self-assured place, then continue to evolve the world. Because I think what heals the world, right? This world needs a lot of healing. My goodness. Mm -hmm. What heals the world is people empowered by what makes them come alive, right? Mm-hmm. Their passions. Mm-hmm. Everyone has such a unique mm-hmm. desire. We we are in such a scarcity mindset collectively mm-hmm. where we're like, well, if we all have what we want, there won't be nearly enough for mm-hmm. everyone. And this couldn't be farther from the truth. We don't all want the same things. We all have such unique desires and visions and, and just quippy little, you know, quirky things that we want. And so when we cut ourselves off from those things and say too much. I'm asking for too much. That's impossible. No way. No, how we are stunting the growth of this entire planet, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're connected to everything. Mm -hmm. I was think of Nick Miller on new girl when he's like, everything's connected to everything. And I'm like, yes, it is. It really is. We're all connected. Why we want to do it. Right. It's it's not just a self-interest, right? Mm -hmm. Although it can be, it can totally be a self-interest. You're allowed to have interest in yourself to see your needs and wants is important. But also you, when you show up and embody and grow into these versions of yourself that blow your mind, you inevitably help everyone around you too do the same. Mm -hmm. Mm. Soapbox. Drop the mic. (laughs) So good. I, I mean, it's so true. I think the reason why that resonates is because like, that's the space that I'm in. Like, I remember like having these desires and wanting these things for my life and feeling guilty about it. And then like so much scarcity, like, Oh, well, if I do this then like that won't leave enough for someone else. And it couldn't be more opposite. Like by creating this dream life that I have like literally blow my own mind every single day, I have helped other people do that for themselves. And then that ripples out into the other people to interact with. And like that continued that evolution. And like you said, I mean, our world does need deep, deep, deep healing. Mm -hmm. There's not enough Mm -hmm. sage in this world, not to mention that the sage is not ethically sourced. So we're screwed. (laughs) There's not enough ethically sourced sage or (laughs) power. true. Uh, makes girl. me angry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but before again, I was a life coach. I got my degree in environmental science and geology. I got a bachelor of science and like, I, I, I was gung ho. I was an environmentalist. I was like, I need to save this planet. This is why I'm here. And I was called to this profession because the universe was like, honey, this is how you do it. You don't get it by working for a corporation or a nonprofit or an oil company. You get it by building connection one-on-one with people and igniting their fire and helping them help the world. That is our role. Yes, that is. Oh my God. And there are a shit ton of coaches. There are, but we are invaluable. There could never be enough because as I just signed up for my one-on-one coach, the weight I feel off of my chest, the, the, 
productivity I'm able to amount to now, I just get to go to them once a week and be like, here are all of my problems. I don't know. And let them do it for me because I'm a coach and I need some space for me to help other people. Right. Someone needs to help me. So many things like such a beautiful way to wrap up this, this conversation. Um, (laughs) like, everything, like literally everything you just said, like that is our role. Like how do we help the world is by helping other people. So then they can make a positive impact. And like, that is exactly what, you know, we are on this earth to do. And the other thing I want to touch on is like coaches having coaches, like it's just, it's, we can't do this work. We can't hold a space if we're not in a clear space. Like that is so, so, so important. And it's just, again, like it creates that, that ripple, like it like continues and it all is interconnected. And I'm so glad that you, that you brought that up as well. Um, so great, Alish. Oh my God. I mean, we'll probably have to do this like again and again, maybe just like once a month, have a chat with Alicia and Brittany, because this is like the type of stuff that we love to jam out on. Um, where can people it. find you? I know you mentioned Instagram podcast, anything else? Do you have anything going on that people might be interested in? Yeah. I mean, you can book a free consult with me right now on my website. It's aliciaturnercoaching.com. I'm still taking clients. So hopefully that won't be true a couple months from now. I'll be booked out. So you're going to want to take me up on this offer. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, so, so good. Well, if you join the mind over matter method program, this is your girl. Like she will be coaching you through written form. She's brilliant at it. I feel like I've learned so much through her written coaching. So if you join the program, just know that this is like the little magic fairy dust on top. Like this is like such a bonus, such like a, a blessing and a gift. I appreciate you so much. I'm looking forward to having another conversation with you. So much fun. Thank you, Brittany. You know, I love you. You are killing it out there and I'm always going to be here just to support you.